This is the Austin Life Church podcast. For more information, please visit us at austinlifechurch.com. Hey, what's going on, friends? Uh, Back again in Exodus 34 today, looking at who God is, that we would know Him and know Him properly, actually know who God is. Uh, Today, we want to look at God's faithfulness Uh, when it it comes to matters of importance, uh, matters of trust, uh, something or someone that that we are trusting in, leaning in, uh, leaning on, standing on, we want to know that the object of our trust is reliable, dependable, true. Uh, we want to know that, that it or, or he or she is trustworthy and, and faithful um, because we, we're trusting what our hearts, we're trusting what we love in those things. Um, that's, why, that's why for our kids, uh, we bought a Subaru. Uh, just, just watch this commercial. You need some help? No, I'm good. Hey, you want these? Uh, Why don't you keep those, Mom? Come on, Mom. I have to go. We always trusted our Subaru Impreza would be there for him someday. Hey, that's it. We just didn't think someday would come so fast. Mommy's hot. I love you, too. See you later, Mom. Introducing the all-new Subaru Impreza, the longest-lasting vehicle in its class. More than a car, it's a Subaru. They didn't think someday would come so fast. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay. No, but this this nice, lovely family, um, they they were letting their child, their son, the one they love, drive away in a in a car, and so they wanted a vehicle that was dependable, reliable, trustworthy, uh, and so they trusted the Subaru Impreza, believing that it was a reliable vehicle and they, it was going to be faithful to their son and keep him alive and safe, right? Um, and, and so th- that's that's. That's what happens, right? When it's something that we have to trust, that we are entrusting ourselves or our loved ones to, we want to know that it's reliable and faithful, right? When, when some young punk comes and talks to me, and you better believe that that young punk better come talk to me before he tries to date one of my daughters, I, I, I'm, I'm going to press him a little bit. I'm going to put him in the vice grip, you know, make sure that he's dependable and reliable. He's going to have to show me his bank statements. You know, do you have a job, right? He's going he's gonna to have to take a drug test. All the, I maybe not go that far, but right, it's my, it's my daughter, you know, like I'm not just trusting my, my daughter with some schmuck, you know? And so like, I want to know that that person's reliable and dependable and faithful. Um, when, let's say that you're hiring someone and uh, you're the hiring manager, you want to know that that person you're hiring is going to show up, is going to, is going to be present, is going to work hard, is going to you know, have integrity when you're not watching, right? You want to know that, that person is faithful and reliable to get the job 
done. When, let's see, there, there's several in, in our church who are uh, dating or are open for a date, perhaps. When you're looking for a, a partner, for someone that you could invest your life with, you, you want to know that the other person is reliable, is faithful, is trustworthy and dependable. Because when it comes to matters of importance, matters of the heart, matters of life or death even, we not only desire faithfulness from, from the person or the object that we're trusting, it's, it is needed. Like it's absolutely needed. Uh, my friend uh, Lisa Turkhurst um, wrote a Bible study on First and Second Kings. She's not really my friend, although Lisa, if you're happening to watch this, let's be friends. Um, I really enjoy your writing. Uh, she did this Bible study on First and Second Kings, and, and she says in that Bible study, trust is the oxygen of relationships, and without it, authentic connection cannot happen. Trust is the oxygen of relationships, and without it, Authentic connection cannot happen. Take out the trust in a relationship, and that relationship will not only suffer, but will eventually just die. And so trust is essential, and trust is, is built and maintained on, on trustworthiness, right? On the faithfulness um, within that, that relationship. Uh, and so trust enables you to, to drop your guard and to be safe and to, to thrive in a relationship. And so if the faithfulness is removed, then trust is broken and, and the relationship cannot thrive. You, you cannot have human interaction or sorry, connection. And so when it comes to a car or a new employee or, or food or a relationship, trust and, and then also the trustworthiness of what we're trusting in is essential, absolutely essential. And, and we all know that. We, we've all experienced trust. We've all experienced broken trust. We've all experienced faithfulness. We've all experienced unfaithfulness. Like we know how essential it is. And the same is true in our relationship with God. Is that our relationship with God is built on our trusting Him and Him being trustworthy, Him being faithful. Ephesians chapter 2 says, By grace you have been saved through faith. Faith is not just a, a cognitive belief in God. I, I actually think that a large number of people, and maybe even some of you right now, have a faith in God. You believe in God, but it, that's, that's different than a faith that is trusting in God, right? It, it's different than a faith that, that surrenders one's life and safety to God. And so that's, the, that's what this faith is in Ephesians 2, that we are saved by faith through this trust in God. In Isaiah 26, 3 and 4, it says, You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. Our, our peace, our internal peace and rest in our soul is connected to us trusting in God. So this trust in this relationship with God is, is critical. We don't have a relationship with God without trust. And, and so then it's also critical that, that God is trustworthy, that he's faithful, that we can, we can depend on him and rely on him. And so then we've got to say, well, well is God trustworthy? Is he faithful? If, if the call is for me to trust him, can I do that? Can I really, can I really trust in God? 
Well, in Exodus 34, when God is telling Moses who he is, he's describing his character. This is, this is who he is. As sure as this is um, glass, uh, God is these characteristics. It's it's not something that you can be like, ah, you know, maybe he's not anymore. Like God's saying, this is who I am. That's what it means to be Yahweh. I I, I am who I am. So these characteristics, they're, they're just who God is. And if you take them away, then he's no longer God. And so God says in, in verse six, the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands. Um, Some translations say for thousands of generations, Um, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. So God says to Moses, hey, I I am Yahweh. I am who I am. What I'm about to tell you is simply who I am. Take these attributes away from me and I'm no longer God. He says that I am, God says, I'm merciful and gracious. His mercy restrains the anger that is due towards our sin. And God is justified in his anger towards sin. And yet his compassion and his mercy towards us restrains that anger. And his, he's gracious, and his graciousness actively moves forward in giving good gifts. And the good gifts that he gives are steadfast, he's abundant in steadfast love and faithfulness. God is faithful. He's trustworthy. He's reliable. He's dependable. In the, the Hebrew here, if we were reading the, the Hebrew text, which by the way, the Hebrew um, text you read from right to left, which is okay. Man, Hebrew was a tough class. Um, So we're reading the Hebrew text. The word faithfulness is emeth, emeth. And it means completely and utterly dependable. Top to bottom, left to right, corner to corner, inside, outside. Every ounce and nook and cranny is completely and utterly dependable, true, trustworthy, reliable, firm. Every part of God is faithful, is true, is reliable. God's faithfulness means that everything he says and does is is true and right. It's it's certain. It, It means that he will never falter or fail or forget or disappoint. God's faithfulness means that no matter the circumstance or situation, no matter what Feelings may be evoked. He will be true to his promise and to his word. He will never go back on his promise. He will never not come through. He will never not show up. His character, his word, everything is faithful and true. So how faithful is God, right? Like, okay, it's, it's, I mean, it's easy for me to say I'm faithful, right? And then it's like, ah, oh, but am I like truly faithful? No, everybody knows that too. So how faithful is God? Do me a favor. If, if you're able right now, um, st- just stand up where you are. If, if I, I don't, I would probably move out of the screen so I won't stand up because then you'll, I've done that before in a sermon and it wasn't good. Um, but if you're able, just, just stand up, you know, um, just stand up and, and, Right now, um, I guarantee as you stand up, you're not thinking about whether the ground beneath you is going to give away. 
You're not thinking about whether the ground is going to be unstable or, or it's going to lose its firmness unless you're watching a sermon like one of those old school waterbeds that's just like a bunch of water wrapped in plastic. Um, I don't know how people ever slept on those. My parents used to have one of those. Like, I'm like, how did you do that? Anyways, unless you're like watching on a waterbed or something um, or, or in some quicksand, uh, I, I'm, I'm pr I promise you, you did not think when you went to stand up like, gosh, I hope that the ground like stays firm. If you were to walk away and, and refill your coffee cup, you're not thinking with each step, gosh, is, is, is the ground gonna be firm with my next step? No, it's, it's dependable, it's reliable, it's trustworthy, it's faithfulness, and so much so that you literally don't even think about it. You don't, you don't contemplate whether the ground is gonna be true to you when you take your next step because it just is. It, it, it's what it always has been, right? So how faithful is God? In Psalm 46, God says, when the earth gives way beneath your feet. So it is possible that the ground beneath you could just crumble. It, it's happened. It's happened where the ground just splits open, right? Where there's an earthquake or something, right? So it is possible. Now, it, it's so faithful, we don't even think about it, right? We don't even contemplate it. But it is theoretically possible for the ground to just crumble and give way beneath your feet. And, and, and God says that when that happens, when the world crushes around you, He is still a faithful, steadfast refuge and safe place for you. So when the unthinkable happens, when the most faithful and true and firm source, the ground beneath your feet, gives way, God is still faithful and true and supportive. He, that's how faithful He is. That, that no aspect of Him is going to be untrue. So if God is faithful, like absurdly faithful. We don't, we, we don't even have to cons like we don't even need to think about it. He's so faithful. He's more faithful than the ground beneath our feet. If God, what is he faithful with? Right? Like in what ways is he faithful? Because man, we all know people who are faithfully unfaithful. You're like, if I know anything true about this person, it's that you can't trust this person. We know people who are faithfully unreliable you're like, man, I know that person's going to be 10 minutes late. Like we, we start telling them like, hey, we're, we're starting at 3.30, knowing that we're actually starting at 3.45 because they're going to roll in like at 3.40, right? Like we, we just know people who are faithfully <laughs> undependable. And so in what ways is God faithful? Psalm 111 says the works of his hands are faithful and just. All of his precepts, all of his teachings are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. Every word that God says in His Holy Scriptures or through His Spirit, everything He does, every action He's done in the Bible and every action that He is still doing today is faithful and true and right. Everything God says and does is true. Specifically in this passage, God drills down into a specific action, a specific part of who He is, and, and describes that as faithful. He says that He is abundantly, He's abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping 
steadfast love for thousands of generations. He's, he's protecting. His faithfulness is in his love. He is forever faithfully loving. Re- recall last week, and if you, you missed it, man, I encourage you to, to watch the sermon from last week, that, that God is love, right? That, and, and that means that, that his love is always generously moving for our best. God's love is not just a feeling, it's not just an emotion, it's not just a thought. God's love is His his conscious decision and choice to no matter what, no matter the circumstance, move for us in love, to, to give us what is best and what is good, to always act in our best interest, no matter what. And He is faithful to do that. So that means no matter the circumstance, no matter the the situation, no matter what we do or don't do, no matter how far we run away, um, God is faithfully going to love us. It will never, ever, ever change because God is love and God is faithful. And so right now we can know that he is faithful. Now, in, in, in his love, he's faithful in his love. Now, sometimes we look at it and we go, like, that does not, it does not seem like God is loving right now. But I promise you, there's many times my kids are like, I don't think God loves me, or dad loves me right now. But, but Hebrews tells us that God the Father disciplines those he loves. It is the love of the Father to discipline. Like, I am not loving my kids if I let them do whatever they want. Like that's not, that's not training them and, and, and equipping them to be the best they can be. So sometimes the, the best for them is to discipline them, right? It is to challenge them. And, and so God is faithful and in love. And even sometimes it, it doesn't make sense because he is love, because he is faithful. We know that what he is doing is loving and he's faithful in that. So God is faithful. I mean, how... How do you know that though? Like it's it's easy to say that. It's easy to read that, right? Like I can I can read this and I can talk about it and say, like, yeah, God is love. He is faithful in his love. He is always right and true and dependable. But like when it's easy to say that when everything's going going great. But when the earth gives way beneath your feet, when everything that we thought was was safe and right and good just kind of crumbles around you, the world around you just starts to fall apart. I mean, sometimes it's really difficult to trust that he is faithful. To trust that he is good. Have you, have you ever questioned if God is faithful? Have you ever wondered like, man, is Is he really, like, can I really trust him? Can I really depend on him? Can I really do what he says and trust that it's going to go well? I, 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 you're not alone. I've been there. I've been, this week was a tough week for me. I texted Stephanie Tuesday morning. I was like, I'm just frustrated because I don't understand what's going on. Like, I feel like I'm seeking God and I'm getting nothing in return. I feel like I'm asking for good things and he's not responding to them. You know, like, I don't understand what is, what is happening. Like, I've had the lowest points of my faith have been in the last couple of years. And so I just, I don't get it sometimes. Like, why say yes to God and then it'd be really, really difficult. And so if you've ever questioned and struggled, man, like, can I trust God? If you've got 
hurts in the past, if you've got wounds, if you've got um, injustices done against you, it could be really difficult to trust God and to believe that He's there, that He's faithful, that He's dependable. Um, I, I get it. You're not alone. Let me just tell you, I hear you and I see you and it's okay. It's okay to have questions. It's okay to have those doubts. Man, go read David in the Psalms. That dude had all kinds of questions too. And up and down, he's like, God, why have you left me? Where are you? How long are you going to abandon me? So David, man, he had those same things and God was kind enough to put those in the Bible for, for me and you that when, when times like that are like, I don't get it and I'm frustrated, we can turn to the scriptures and God's like, hey, you're not alone. David was there. But keep reading. You'll see that I'm, I'm so present. So how can we know that God is faithful? Well, well one, the Bible, the Bible tells us. Right, we, we can read his word and see from beginning to end that he is true and faithful. We, we can see Psalm 111 and Isaiah 26 and, and Ephesians 2. and We can see how it ends and we can see all the promises of God that have come true and stayed true. We can read it and we can see that he is faithful. I mean, I think sometimes we, we just need to spend more time here. Not, <laughs> that's, that's, too, that's too weak. All the time, we need to spend more time here, right? But, but God tells us, and He's going to speak truth to us through His Word. And so we, we can read it. Another way we know is God's teaching on the Trinity. We've been, I've been talking a lot about that. Mike preached about that, and then I can't get off this topic. The book he recommended, um, I can't remember the name of it, Delighting in the Trinity, uh, it's so good. And, and because God Himself is communal, is triune, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And within himself, he is these he is faithful. So if, if God was not triune, he would have no one to be faithful to, right? But he is. He's, he's Father, Son, Spirit. So he's faithful to himself within the Trinity. If he removes that faithfulness, then he's no longer God. And so he has to be faithful in order to be God, in order to be himself. And so in the Trinity, we see that God is, is faithful. Third, how do we know God is, is faithful? We, we look to Jesus. We look to Jesus. In Jesus, we, we see God in the flesh. The, we, the, the faith is made visible. The invisible is made visible in Jesus. And so we see the faithfulness of God in Jesus. And we ask, was Jesus ever unfaithful? No. He always remained faithful to the Father, to His Word, to what He said. He was always true and dependable and firm and right. And so we see in Jesus that, that He was faithful. And Peter says that there was no sin in Jesus. He was without sin, and so He was always faithful. And then when we think of Peter, speaking of Peter, man, the, on the night when Jesus was arrested, right, and, and Peter denies him three times, Peter was the epitome of unfaithful to Jesus. And are you kidding me? Cat. <laughs> what? What do you do? This is, this is COVID sermons. Like... <laughs> It's okay. Let's stay focused here, right? All right. Satan wants us to, to lose focus. And I got this cat just hovering around. That's why cats are evil. That's why. I'm sorry, Ginger. You're, you're loved. 
Okay, how do we know God is faithful? Look to Jesus, right? Jesus was faithful. He tells this story in Luke 15 of the prodigal, um, the prodigal sons. And, and in that, you've got the younger son who runs away, and then the older son who, who rebels even by being, being the good kid. And the one who was always faithful in love, always present, was the father, was, was God. Um, and so Jesus is describing the faithfulness of of God. Um, And then the most critical evidence of God's faithfulness is the resurrection of Jesus. So this week, um, as as I was struggling, and I was struggling to feel God's presence, I was reading his word, and it was just like, just like reading words, like it wasn't actually communing with God. And I was like, I mean, I'm praying for these things, and I just feel like I'm, I feel like I'm just in, in a desert by myself, and God's not around, and there's nothing. Like, I, that's literally how I felt. And, and there's this part of me that um, just felt like God was being mean, and that he was, he was just tricking me. And, and so, like, like, there's this side of me that was just questioning and struggling with trust in him. And then I got to the resurrection and I was like, but Corey, you have to do something with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You have to do something with the fact that that Jesus said he was going to live and die and rise from the dead. And then he did. And if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then then okay, I don't have to trust God. Like, but he did. And, And there's overwhelming evidence that Jesus rose from the dead. And so I have to account for that. And so when things aren't making sense, in order for me to say, I'm out, like, forget it. It does, I've experienced and nothing's happening. I've got to go to the resurrection and say, well, that's not true. But it is. And no one has disproven it. And there's over 500 eyewitnesses to it. And so when things are hard and when faith is difficult and when trust in him is just not happening, Go to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Look at the cross and look at his death and look at his love. And then look at the fact that he was buried and rose from the dead. And, and it may not change our feelings. We may not feel incredibly close to God. But that is the firm foundation that we can stand on. That, that is the reliability and faithfulness of God. The pinnacle of it is the resurrection of Jesus. And so when Satan wants to come in and tempt you, which he does, and tell you, like, man, God's not faithful. You can't rely on him. He's holding out on you. That was the original temptation to Adam and Eve. That's what Satan tried to tempt Jesus with. And that's what he is still trying to tempt you and me with. It's like, man, God's holding out. You need to go take care of yourself. You need to go chase what you want. You need to do what feels good in the present. And and that is a lie straight from the pit of hell. And we need to stand firm on the resurrection of Jesus Christ as the chief evidence of God's faithfulness and say, if Jesus rose from the dead, then God is faithful and I can depend on him. If Jesus did not rise from the dead, then he is a liar and I don't depend on him. But he did, therefore, I depend on God. I trust in him. (sighs) So what do we do with this? Let's just let's just bring this all, all to completion, right? Like, okay, the Bible tells us God is faithful. He is dependable and reliable, and, and that even when the most faithful things in this world give way, God is still faithful. And the resurrection of Jesus is the pinnacle of that. 
our relational connection to God is built on the fact that he is faithful and we can trust him, that we do trust him. That's how we are joined into a relationship with him. The problem that we've all encountered, that Adam and Eve started in the, in the garden and that we've all followed suit of, is that we have been unfaithful to him. It's what Abraham, his problem was going to be, is that he was unfaithful to God. That's why God walked through the covenant ceremony by himself, because he knew Abraham would be unfaithful. And so we have all been unfaithful. We've all sinned and walked away from God, and we've removed that trusting relationship and thus the oxygen in that relational connection with God. The brokenness in our relational connection to God is the brokenness of trust. And trusting him and by our sin we've broken that but the good news of the gospel is that Jesus came to fix what we broke he came to restore a relationship on our behalf so he lived the life of perfect faithfulness that Abraham couldn't live that Adam and Eve didn't live that you and I don't live Jesus lived a perfect life trusting in God the Father and being faithful to Him. And then he, he died in our place. You and I deserve to be separated from God because of our sin, because of our walking away. We deserve a punishment, and Jesus suffered and died in our place. That's what the cross and His death was for, to suffer the punishment for our sins, not His sins, our sins. And then Jesus, three days later, rose from the dead in order to offer us the greatest exchange. He will take our sins and leave them in the grave where he was, completely removed from the presence of God. And he will give us his righteousness, his faithful credit. He will, he will transfer that to us so that by the work of Jesus alone, we can be restored into a relationship with God. Jesus can breathe trust back into our lives and give us the trust that we need to, to have a relationship with the faithful God. And so by faith, we trust him. I, mean, I believe that somebody today needs to hear that God's faithful love is still here for you. He has not gone anywhere. He's never been the one moving away. We are the ones that move away. He's always pursuing us in love. His love remains because he is love and because he is faithful. So it does not matter. Listen to me right now. Tune everything else out. I truly believe that somebody right now needs to hear this. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done or what your story is. What matters is right now, trusting Jesus in your place and that Jesus in his perfect life in his perfect death and his perfect resurrection will restore you to a relationship with God and will take all of our past sins and remove them as far as the east is from the west so that we can have a relational connection with God forever. He's not gone anywhere. He's not expecting you to clean yourself up. He's simply inviting you to trust him. And so we can trust God. We can trust him and, and rely on him. And then we can imitate him in faithfulness. When we trust Jesus, 
We're called to be like Jesus. That's what it means to be in Christ. That's what it means, that's what it means to have life in Jesus, is that he gives us new life. He forgives our sins and gives us new life. And then we trust him and walk like him, walk in him. And the Bible says, get this, that we are able to do that because the third member of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, comes and lives inside of us, enabling us and empowering us to live like Jesus. So if Jesus was faithful, which he was, by faith in him and the Holy Spirit in us, we can live as faithful. We too can be faithful and true and dependable and trustworthy. We can imitate him because he's made us able. So we are called to be faithful in our relationships as he is faithful. And we can be faithful, be faithful at work as he is faithful, be faithful in generosity as he was faithfully generous to us, be faithful to God as Jesus was faithful to God the Father. Because of Jesus, we too can imitate him and be faithful. Now, I realize that we are not Jesus, and so we're going to stumble and fall along the way, and, and, and God knows that, and the invitation is to confess and repent of that and to get back up and follow again. So maybe right now you're thinking, but I've, I've been unfaithful. Okay, so have I. Let's confess it to God. Let's confess it to others. And let's be faithful as Jesus is faithful. Now listen, I know that right now some of you, have, life has been hard and faith and trust is difficult. And the message that God gave me um, when, when I was at my lowest was, was not do more and, and, and be better, although I struggle with believing that's what I need to do. It was don't quit. And just keep moving. Don't give up. Trust. Because God is faithful, and that means He's going to complete the good work that He's begun in you and me. So don't quit. Don't quit. Ask Him for help. Just, just be honest. Be honest. We're never going to move forward if we're not honest. Be honest with him. Be honest with others. Be honest with yourself. Ask him for help. Listen, he's faithful. He's not going anywhere. He, he's waiting to receive us. So I, I want to have another video that I want us to, to listen to. Um, and so uh, just, just try to still things and be quiet and um, listen to these words and to what God um, has for you. At the feet of Jesus 
Man, that song uh, spoken to me. We all carry weights. We all have burdens and anxieties and hurts and wounds. And the invitation of God is to lay them down and trust Him. To, to trust that He's able to carry it. And not only able, but He wants to. He wants to. Look, I, I, I throw this out there almost every week, um, but I mean it. Man, if you want someone to talk to, um, I would love to talk with you. We can text, we can talk on the phone, we can Zoom, we can meet up. Um, you're, we're not created to go through life alone. This is, this is what I believe God's called me to, Mike as well. Um, we would love to walk with you to know God deeper and to, to trust Him and to find the peace and the freedom of life that's found in Him. And we're not perfect. I struggle just like you. I've got my, my good days and bad days. There, there's days where I'm gonna need, I want you to help me. Um, but together, we can help each other rely on God and see that He's firm and dependable and faithful and true. Take the risk today. Take the risk. Whatever it is that you, you know, I know, we know what it is that God's inviting us to trust Him with. Take the step, take the risk. He's good for it. And pray for us. And then Rosie will uh, continue to lead us in worship. God, thank you so much for um, your faithfulness. I believe it's in Timothy where Paul says, even when we are unfaithful, you are faithful. It never changes, it never goes away. Um, God, there's been many distractions today uh, in this recording, um, which frustrates me, but I, it doesn't throw you off, you're good. Uh, and so, speak to us. God, we don't want to just do religion or church we want to know you. We want to know you. We want to know you, the living God of the world. And so I pray and ask, Father, that you, by the power of your Spirit, would change lives today. That we would know you and praise you for your work and your faithfulness. You're so good. It's in Jesus we pray. Thanks for tuning in to the Austin Life Church podcast. To help support us, please take a second to rate and review us on iTunes and visit us at austinlifechurch.com.